Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Careers with Sarah. Today I'm going to talk about sales goals and how are they necessary. Uh, Zach Slyback, a millennial entrepreneur and communicator who focuses on issues of education, innovation and social change, says phone calls in business are used too willy-nilly. Uh, particularly by millennials who are still developing a sense of proper and effective business protocol. Scheduling a call, or much worse, calling unsolicited, is the equivalent of calling a meeting in the workplace. If it is used intelligently and only when necessary, it can be a powerful tool to transfer information, increase productivity, and boost morale. If used liberally, and too often it can waste time, decrease productivity, and tank morale. So Slayback is the author of The End of School, Reclaiming Education from the Classroom. Uh, you can hear his book on um, audio trial, audibletrial.com uh, forward slash Sarah10x. S-A-R-A-10-X is called The End of School, Reclaiming Education from the Classroom. Chances are, if you are a young person in the workplace, nobody has ever sat you down and explained the conventions of how to use phone calls effectively. If you are particularly unfortunate, you have been trained to use them for everything by a manager who himself doesn't know how to ask. Do I need to request a phone call or can this just be an email? In a recent blog post on the subject, Slyback offers a set of questions to ask before sending an email or requesting a phone call. He cautions that his guidelines do not apply to sales calls and emails, but some seem perfectly relevant for sales reps to ask before they dial or hit send. Do I know what I want to talk about? Reps should write what they want to talk about in a bulleted list. Don't leave it to a memory to recall. You don't want to get into the conversation and stutter around and waste the other person's time. If a salesperson can't develop specific talking points, they should shoot the prospect an email giving a general outline of what they want to discuss using bullet points and paragraphs and including a clear request for feedback. So, for example, when I do a call or I am scheduled for a call, I make sure that I know what to say and what information to convey. And I write it down to make sure that I'm not going to miss any of this information. Because if I'm just going to rely on my memory, I'm going to forget what I wanted to say and the call will be very short and then I will remember it later after the call is over. So it will not be wise for me to call back and really mention these things. It's going to show that I'm not professional. So having exactly an outline of what exactly you want to talk about, it's very necessary. The next thing you to ask is, is a call the logical next step? Too often people, including salespeople, equate a phone call to making progress. Chances are you feel this way because throughout your school life and career life, thus far meeting and business are indications of progress. 
This emphasis on process over substance can get you far in a bureaucracy, but doesn't carry much weight in a world where pay and profits are measured by the value added by the organization. And the next question is, what is the desired outcome? This one is not slaybacks, rather it comes from a blog post on sales goal planning by Mike Schultz on the Rain Group, a sales training company. This question sounds simple enough, but it's often overlooked by professionals before they meet with customers or prospects. Our advice, if you don't know what you want to get out of your meeting with them, don't get out of the proverbial car credit to McHannon and his book. If you don't have a plan, stay in the car. So that means that if you don't know what to get out of the meetings, so don't really start initiating any calls. So the book that I do recommend is from audiotrial.com forward slash Sarah 10X, S-A-R-A 10X. It's called If You Don't Have a Plan, Stay in the Car. Great audiobook to listen while you're driving. The next question is, what are my strengths and vulnerability? This question comes from the same Schultz post. Every sales situation includes various forces that will work in the rep's favor. Knowing where these forces are for any particular customer or prospect allows the salesperson to leverage them to help make the customer more successful and in turn increase the odds of winning the deal. Conversely, if you if your sales reps know what their relative vulnerability are, it helps them prepare in advance to either turn them into advantages or at least diminish them as vulnerabilities. Know that requesting calls is like crying wolf. Say slayback. If you do it too many times without any real need, eventually people are going to stop taking you seriously. Having good judgment for when a call is necessary is an extremely valuable skill that very few young people appreciate. Cultivate it and with it your professional judgment. There are times that call for one-on-one conversations that just happens more rarely than most young people think. So let's go through um, six steps to success with initial sales meeting. Uh, Getting a prospective customer to agree to an initial meeting is a battle in and of itself. What happens going forward depends in a large part of that first meeting. Meetings set by a seller flow differently than if the buyer requested to meet. If you set the meeting, odds are the product, service, or solution you're trying to sell wasn't on the buyer's radar screen. You're trying to persuade a buyer to put something on their agenda that they hadn't otherwise been considering. You need to connect, you need to inspire, and you need to drive action, says Mike Schultz, president of Rain Group, a sales consulting and training company. He offers these steps for success with initial sales meeting. Number one, review the meeting premise. When you review the meeting premise, you confirm the previously agreed to reason for the meeting at the time available. Many meetings go awry when buyers don't know why they are there or think they are there for different reasons. This can quickly derail the meeting. Number two, share a tentative agenda. 
The power of suggestion works to guide the discussion without taking too heavy a hand in indicating the agenda. Say something like, for the next 15 minutes, I'll walk you through how these innovations are effective supply chains globally. Then we can spend the following 15 minutes or so talking. Exactly what we talk about will depend on what your thoughts are in the first part of the discussion, but often we get to whether it's possible to apply any of the innovation and what it might look like if you did. So you are kind of like sharing an agenda of what this meeting is about. The third question is, the third uh, step is include your buyer in the agenda setting. The more you understand, the more you can tailor your conversation to the buyer's agenda and desires. Ask, before we get going, is there anything in particular that by the time we're done, you would like to make sure we cover that will make this meeting worthwhile to you? Number four. Ask to be interrupted. Sure, you want to get your points across, but if you are interrupted, you will know the buyer is engaged. But don't get trapped here. If the buyer is the only one asking questions and you just keep answering, the buyer has taken control of the discussion. Ask your own questions and make transitions where necessary to keep the conversation on track. Number five, tell a convincing story. This is where the magic happens. This is where you educate the buyer on new ideas and perspectives, inspire them to think differently, and drive them to take action. And the last one, number six, shift to inquiry and collaboration. Create discussion and collaboration. Example of questions to ask include, how would this work here? How would you compare this approach to what you are doing now? What are the pluses and minus I'm sorry, what are the pluses and minuses as you see them? What could get in the way? When you follow these six steps, not only do you have more successful initial sales meetings that lead to real pipeline opportunities, you build relationships and set the table for collaboration, two essential elements of winning the sale. You are tuning in to Let's Talk Careers with Sarah. I'm aired every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. In this show, I talk about career advancement, resume revamps, interview expectations, how to stand out from the crowd, how to brand yourself, and skills you need to become a CEO. All of this is on Armed Radio on my show, Let's Talk Careers with Sarah, exclusively on TuneIn Satellite and the Armed Radio Network. Likes this show so far and would like to recommend topics in the future to be discussed on the next show episodes? Let me know on Facebook.com. Let's talk careers with Sarah. And please support this podcast with a small monthly donation of $5 a month to help sustain future episodes. Just find the support button and it will guide you through. Your support helps me level up my podcast and share this episode with your friends and on social media. Thank mm-hmm. you.